Hello, welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today I'm talking about night terrors, which um, I watched yesterday in broad daylight because I'm a massive scaredy cat. Um, I mean, it was creepy. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't super scary, but um, like I said at the end of the last episode, I can't remember the last time I watched uh, Night Terrors, um, so I couldn't remember how actually scary it was. Um, yeah, so overall, um, this episode was funnier than I expected. Um, there's yeah, there's some really funny lines. Um, Danny Mays and Matt Smith play off against each other really well. I like the timing with the whole you're not from social services line. And then you've got um, the doctor has this really funny debate with himself about should we open the cupboard or should we not? Where he's ostensibly debating with Alex, but um, is really just talking to himself. So yeah, really funny. Um, and the scenes with Amy and Rory exploring the house, I really liked. Um, again, I, I, I just, I really love Arthur Darville's acting choices. He's, he's just, he's just really good. Um, and yeah, there's, again, there's some really funny lines in when they're exploring the house together. Um, and and it's and it's and nice and creepy like those those peg dolls are um yeah they're they're they're, they're a tad scary um but yeah the whole thing creepy but funny um i have a couple of thoughts about the kind of um start of this story because it uses two sort of um it uses a very traditional way of a Doctor Who story kicking off with the Doctor getting a distress call. Um, and I like that here, it, they get a distress call and it's a child call for help. Um, it reminds me a bit of that bit in the first Artemis Fowl book where the fairies need to be invited inside a restaurant and um, Holly uses a child calling for help as a implicit invitation in in into into the building um it, yeah it has the same sort of vibe here of like technically it's a distress signal and obviously the whole plot of this is that george is actually an alien so he's you know more powerful than a than a regular human child but um yeah i like that particularly because um in uh in curse earlier in the series that was another one that started with the doctor getting a distress signal and again that trope was slightly subverted with it being a them landing on a pirate ship and then it not actually being the pirate ship that sent the distress signal so i i, I like it when 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 episodes take a doctor who trope and and sort of um twist it a little bit um the other thing we get is um because if you think about the ways that a doctor who story can kick off doctor getting a distress call um or being summoned the other main way is the doctor and his companions being tourists and that's also something that's referenced here because you know they land on 
a normal counsellor date and um Rory comments that no offence but we could get a bus here which fair um I don't know if it fits a bit as well with how they travel with the doctor the fact that they're sort of part-time travellers um they uh have they popped home at all in in this track well I suppose they yeah no no they they went home o- over the summer, essentially, um, and then picked up again in Let's Kill Hitler. But yeah, it's not entirely clear, like, whether they were travelling with the Doctor for the entirety of the first half of the series and then the entirety of the second half of the series, like, without any breaks in between. Um, that's made more obvious in, in their next series, but that's obviously the wind-down of their travels overall so um i had a point oh yeah my point was like if they're sort of part-time travelers then um yeah of course they're going to be a little bit disappointed when when one of their one of their journeys is, is just to a regular counselor date um and amy's very practical about it by pointing out they you know suppose it can't always be planets in history um and yeah that that references this this usual way that a doctor story can start of them stepping out and 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 being like oh look where we are look what we've come to see um i think yeah that use of regular doctor tropes is is a good one to point out with this episode because this episode is a very standard Doctor Who story. You've got the monsters, you get the companions being separated by the doc from the doctor, you get them both investigating a mystery and you get the the doctor saving the day or in this case encouraging um Alex and George to, to save the day. Um and there's nothing wrong with having a standard Doctor Who story. However, what I thought when I was watching is that having a standard Doctor Who story in this series specifically really sticks out because we only really get Curse of the Black Spot, Almost People and Night Terrors in that genre this series um all of the other episodes are either big ones in terms of the series story or uh they add to the general Doctor Who mythos um because I think this series more than any other feels like one complete story I suppose last series did as well but it was sort of, um, I don't know, it was a lighter touch last series. It was sli- um, slightly easier to sort of push off from the main arc and, and, and have an individual adventure that, that then dovetailed back in. This series, it feels more significant. And part of that is probably the fact that because it was split into 
you had double the series opener, double the series finales, which was a great idea for, for ratings and, and, and for building an audience. But when you're watching when you're watching it on a rewatch and watching it as a string of thirteen episodes, um yeah, it means you've almost got a higher proportion of significant episodes. So yeah, having having this standard Doctor Who story in the middle, it it does stick out. Um, let's go through the episodes and just make sure that I've uh, kind of got that correct. So we started off with Impossible Astronaut at the start of this series, which obviously sets up the series arcs um, very strongly. Um, Curse of the Black Spot, nice standard Doctor Who story. Um, Doctor's Wife, nothing to do with the series arc, which, you know, makes sense, given that it was originally meant to be in the 2010 series. They uh, pushed it back to the 2011 one for uh, budget reasons. Um, but the Doctor's Wife is an incredibly significant episode for main Doctor Who canon, uh, because it really deepens the, you know, the mythos of the TARDIS and the Time Lords, and, um, and yeah, it's really significant. Almost people, it is a standard Doctor Who episode, until the last five minutes at which point it ends up dovetailing into the series story with the whole flesh duplicate thing and on a rewatch knowing the whole thing about how the flesh is significant that makes almost people a significant story in itself and it makes it one that really does play into the series arc i mean i discussed a couple of episodes ago that now that I've clocked, you know, how much the Doctor was researching the flesh, it makes that episode make a lot more sense for me. Um, so, yeah, really, actually, maybe maybe it's just Curse and this one that are standard stories. And like I say, I am in no way using the, the phrase standard Doctor Who story as an insult. Like, you know, I, I'm running a Doctor Who podcast. I, I love what Doctor Who normally does. I just think it's interesting to think about this series as a whole. Um, so then, after all most people, we have A Good Man Goes to War and Let's Kill Hitler, which are both linked to the reveal of who River is. And again, it's setting up... Uh, it, it's basically following on the, the story of the series with the Doctor's death by, like almost it's setting up the trigger for what is going to cause the doctor's death that we saw in the first series uh then we've got night terrors which is where we where we're at at the moment and that's like i say a standard doctor who episode girl who waited um next episode now that's not one that feeds into the main series arc but again, it's a significant episode for Amy and Rory. And it also stands on its own because it's um, very different to... Very different to anything Doctor Who has done before. I may be biased. Um, I may be slightly biased because I do love uh, The Girl Who Waited. And I'm very much looking forward to the next episode talking more about it. But yes, it's definitely not a standard Doctor Who story. Um, 
God Complex, that one starts off like a standard adventure, but again, like almost people, it becomes um, a significant episode for Amy. Um, and I suppose... I suppose the girl who waited in God Complex, they're sort of starting to sow the seeds for next series. Um, it's sort of looking ahead to, you know, what are the ponds going to do next? Um, then closing time. Closing time is saturated with the fact that the Doctor is doing his goodbyes tour. So on the face of it, like, if you just... um, If you just looked at the synopsis for Clothing Time in terms of the plot stuff, you'd think, yeah, down to Doctor Who story. But um, it's very much coloured by the Doctor's mood in this episode, and it very much, because of that, fits into the overall series story. Uh, and then obviously the finale, the wedding of River Song. That's what everything has been building up to in this story, in this series. So yeah, um, this episode, Night Terrors, does does stick out. Um, now, like I say, there's nothing bad with having a standard dot two story where they just go and have an adventure and fight some monsters. However, I do feel like they missed an opportunity here because the themes in this episode, it's, you know, it's the themes of that parent-child relationship and um, the child fearing that his parents don't want him and the parents wanting to support their child and not know how. Um, and all of those themes are ones that are very, very relevant this series, given that it's all about River. Um, and, yeah, having, having you know, talked about Let's Kill Hitler and talked about how much of, um, you know, how, how there's elements of that parent-child relationship that don't get explored properly in Let's Kill Hitler... It's a real shame that we go it from that episode, which ended on the idea that Amy and Rory can't have a normal relationship with their daughter. Like, that's literally the last scene in the TARDIS, um, is Amy and Rory saying, why, why do we have to leave River there? And, and the Doctor explaining why, why they're not going to be able to... to to have a normal relationship with their daughter we go straight from there to this episode that specifically focuses on the parent-child relationship but unfortunately Amy and Rory are zapped into a dollhouse to do a usual sort of investigate a mystery thing rather than getting to deal with the parent-child aspect of the episode um you know, the the Doctor's the one with Alex and George. Amy and Rory... Amy and Rory don't know about that until, I assume, the Doctor debriefed them at the end of the episode. Um, yeah. So it does feel a little bit like a missed opportunity. Now, 
this episode, um, I, I know from Doctor Who magazine and behind the scenes stuff that this episode was originally planned to be in the first half of this series. Like, to the extent that it was shot very early on and I think even appeared in some of the early uh, trailers for um, for this series. Uh, but they swapped it with Curse of the Black Spot for reasons to do with the number of outside scenes and varying the scenery in, in both ones. To me, Curse of the Black Spot and this episode are very similar in tone, so I don't fully understand that, but hey, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not someone who makes TV, I'm someone who watches it. Um... But yeah, it, it does feel like a missed opportunity. Um, I think it would have been really interesting, particularly because we didn't get Amy and Rory really confronting the parent-child aspect of River last episode. I think it would have been really good to have them work through it in this episode. Um even if okay so the way to do it rather than um because at first I thought okay what if you swapped uh Amy and Rory and the doctor and put the doctor in the dollhouse and put Amy and Rory in with Alex and George um but actually what would probably work even better would be if they'd all gone to Alex and George's house if Amy and Rory had learnt some of Alex and George's story and then got that in the dollhouse where they could talk about it with each other. That, yeah, could have been good. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Um, I mean, this whole series, we get a bunch of father-son stuff um I mean parent-child in gen general but specifically father-son stuff because uh, Curse of the Black Spot has Avery and his son are the big part of the episode almost people the character of Jimmy um and you know it being his son's birthday that's a, a strong thread in the episode and we'll see it again in closing time again that's all about that father-son relationship but it never quite leads anywhere in this series. Um, it's like we as the audience are sort of left to draw the parallels ourselves. Um, and I mean, I'm all for thematic resonance, but it does feel like something got dropped. Or that the writer's room just had a few too many people who were... Um, who were interested in exploring the father-son relationship in this in this series one of the two um because it's not subtle either like um at the time i mean I've, I've i've said that like i didn't guess a lot of the big reveals i didn't guess anything about um about who river was and or, or amy being a duplicate or or any of that but I did pick up on the lot of father-son stuff and I thought it was building up to something about Rory. Like, I was absolutely convinced that Rory was going to die again um, and permanently. I, I, 
I just had picked up that whole vibe. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was building up to something about Rory and maybe, you know, after episode seven, um, going, okay, maybe it's something to do with River or even, like, if, knowing that in uh, last series, Rory tried to save the Doctor and sacrificed himself for the Doctor. I thought, it are they building up to something like that again? Particularly because, you know, I did know River was going to be the Doctor's wife. I did pick up on that much. So I was like, well, Rory, that means that the Doctor is his son-in-law. Is that close enough to the father-son thing? Um, but no, the father-son stuff, I don't think it leads anywhere. Um, I'm just thinking ahead to the wedding of River Song. I'm just trying to think ahead to see if there's, uh, anything particular with Rory and River we get in there. But no, it's more Amy and River are the driving force. It's the mother-daughter relationship, not, not, not the father and the child. Hmm. Yeah. It is interesting. It is interesting when you watch these episodes as a kind of a as a string, and when you consider the sort of shape of the series. Um, that's about all I want to talk about today. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I have an email address for this podcast. If anyone would like to get in touch or has any commentary, I would love to hear from you. The email address is Helen Talks Who at gmail dot com. Next time, I will be watching The Girl Who Waited, which might be one of my favourite episodes. So I'm very excited to talk about that one. See ya.